podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. We're all whistle, and this is true. We love to do the things that we're not supposed to do. We don't need robbing, stealing, or mugging. In fact, don't take it seriously. We're only bugging. <laughs> Hello, good evening, welcome. This is the Whistleblowers, uh, next edition of the Euro 2016 tournament. This is Mike Lee sitting in for Mark Webster. Mark unfortunately got literally held up on a train on the way down from Nottingham because of this appalling weather we've been having, so I'm sitting in. Thank you so much for joining us. Joining me tonight uh, from the wonderful Footballistically Arsenal podcast, Josh Landy returns. I'm back, yes. You're back. I, I was here for the one before the tournament even started. That's right. So, when I thought Jamie Vardy might be about to sign for us. There you are. And now it came no out longer. today that no longer. He's just signed a, a four-year contract at Leicester. And joining us also, regular on the Spurs show, Robert Eason returns. Hi, Mike. How are nice. you? Nice. I'm good. Lovely to see you. Yes. Uh, now, lots to talk about. Um, this is the first show of the Whistleblowers when finally all those group stages, games are finished. We now know who's in the round of 16. Both uh, Rob and Josh have been out uh, to follow England, so it'd be good to get their insight on where they think we are and can we progress. Um, so, I mean, let's, I mean let's, let's start off really by talking about the games that have been since the last Whistleblowers, most notably last night with the extraordinary Hungary-Portugal game uh, and the equally extraordinary Iceland-Austria game. Did any of you watch those games? Yeah, I saw a lot of the Hungary-Portugal game. Um, as soon as it started looking like a... I think I was one of those that thought Portugal would probably go win the game and, yeah. and win the group, and therefore we wouldn't even have that well, possibility. The last, the, the last minute, it was England-Portugal. It, it, was, it was extraordinary how it happened. Hungary were, were, were very good going forward. Portugal, mm. the supposed weakness was always going to be defensively. Um, you know, brilliant talent going forward, but could they... You know, keep it tight at the back, and the, and the answer was they couldn't. A couple of very fortunate goals for Hungary to get two, two goals. Deflections. To get yeah. two goals, very similar with deflections, yeah. it was really fortunate. Um, Ronaldo's behaviour once again at the tournament was just so petulant. It's just so horrible to see, isn't it? I mean, we all, he's a great player, and yet, you know, apart from you, if you're a Real Madrid fan or you're a United fan. But most football fans don't like him because of those things he does. Absolutely. Um, and you wonder, yes, he's a star. And of course he's going to play. At no point, no manager's going to turn mm. around to Ronaldo and go, unless your behaviour improves, mm. you're, you're dropped from the team. But you must wonder what the teammates sometimes think. Mm. Um, the last two minutes of the game were really weird, weren't they? It was one of those football tournament occasions where the defenders are just passing it to each other. <laughs> no team wants to do anything. <laughs> yeah, they know through. it suits everyone. Yeah. Well, I've, um, I've not really been a fan of the format of you know, expanding it to, to the amount of teams uh, that mm. they've got. I mean, we've had so many cat-and-mouse matches to start with, which haven't been that entertaining. But you do in any tournament, first game, you I don't, don't know. Lose. I actually don't know. I've, I mean, I've done... I, since 1986, I've been, doing, I've been going to tournaments for the best part of 30 years, and, and I have to say, a lot of tournaments start off quite electrifying. I mean, there's always one or two games in the first week or so where mm. great goals and great matches take place. It's taken a long time for us to get to Portugal-Hungary and a, and a ding-dong battle, you know? Mm. Um, yeah. And to some degree, uh, I just think... It's a little bit frustrating, but the once a defence was put under pressure, finally, you saw how they were buckling. I mean, mm. I think we're gonna, that's going to be the, the theme now going forward. I think defences are going to be under a lot of pressure, and mm. we'll see who has I mean, you could argue, Josh, that you know, there's been unbelievable percentage of last-minute goals, a couple of own goals, missed penalties. Apart from, off the top of my head, two or three stinkers of matches, 
I think it's, it's been quite exciting as a sort of kind of neutral watching these games. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm in between the two views, I think. Even if you, you take England's group with that final game, which I went to against Slovakia, it, it would be very unusual, you know, ha- if it was the 16-team tournament, not mm. the 25, and the top two were going through, Slovakia couldn't have done what, what they did in terms yeah. of a, a point wouldn't have been good enough in the final mm. game, that I had to go for it. And a Slovakia team that had talent going forward, but was really restrained, they've got Vice. um who looked great, Hampstead looked great. And it would have been great to see them with that, you know, released on, on the England defence. But instead what we got was a nil-nil does us. Let's just sit as deep as we can, not allow Vardy to get in behind. He only got in behind once whole game and get the draw. So I think there have been a few too many of those sort of games. Really, well, my it, it's interesting because this is one of the first few tournaments that I've watched from the perspective of a coach now because I coach out in the United States. So I've kind of come back and I'm now using this tournament to study, you know, the tactics and technical uh, play. And it's been very interesting because I'm looking at matches and if we take the group of Ireland and Belgium and Italy, I mean, I've, I've found it difficult to work out what teams' games plans have been. Mm. I mean, what was Italy's game plan last night exactly? I mean, they didn't exactly defend and they didn't really commit anybody forward. What mm. was Belgium's game plan in the first game against Italy? That made no sense to me whatsoever. And Ireland, Sweden, neither of them had a game plan. Mm. Um, so I kind of find the, ta- the tactics of some of these games quite bizarre. And I think it's because they are erring on the negative side of not wanting to concede and not wanting to give mm. um, a game away. And then finally, when they need to get a win, like Ireland last night, mm. they threw everything forward. Italy rested eight players. Yeah. I mean, you, you don't quite know where you are and where you stand. I mean, what Italy did we see last night? Um, but, but going back to the format, Josh, I, I, I take that. But again, because of this new format, Republic of Ireland got through that wonderful win yesterday against Italy. Northern Ireland got through. So that all the sort of home nations effectively have got through. And they're a bit like sort of like the, when the playoffs came in and people are, oh, these playoffs is not fair. But... You know, we've now got some cracking second round matches, and you know, I, I quite like this, yeah, but this new all, setup. All we've got now, Mike, is sixteen teams left, which is what mm. we would have had <laughs> in, in previous tournaments. So it does feel like, yeah. well, we start here. Yeah, this is yeah. where it really begins. We've got a Portugal team that are yet to win a game in the competition. Yeah, you know, they've drawn three and found their way through to the last sixteen. Mm. Yeah, for me, the tournament starts now, and maybe we'll come on to England in more detail. But that's mm. why. You know, okay, Iceland, it will be a really intriguing game, and I'm, mm. I'm sure we'll talk about it. But this is where teams can't afford just to sit back and take nil no. nils and draws. You know, what we're they can do is try and get to penalties. Well, yeah. <laughs> As well, yeah, certain, certain or, teams might do. Yeah, can, sorry, Mike. And we, I was discussing this with my friend earlier. I mean, if you compare it mm. to Italy Island in Giant Stadium in 94, mm. which was the first game, mm. against one of the greatest Italian sides that ever was, that result is something completely uh, amazing, an incredible moment in, in their sporting history. Last night they played Italy reserves mm-hmm. and sneaked a win and got into third place. For me, it doesn't have the same... Yeah, but if you're an Ireland fan out there, you're going to go, last night was one of the greatest matches and atmospheres you've ever totally, seen. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. We all love football. That's the great thing about football. Yeah. And, and again, to talk about the luck of the Irish... You know they're lucky they played Italy when they're already through. If Italy yeah. Ireland is the first game in that group, presumably yeah. Ireland don't take, you know, a victory and yeah. therefore wouldn't be through. Mm. 
But isn't no. that a great thing about tournament football? I mean, you, we can all look well, at unfair, teams that won tournaments and gone, oh, they weren't great well, early you're, you're on. Going back and to now you point, kind of come alive. I mean, it's about the, 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 the Germany-Austria scenario back yeah. in 82. Was 82. It? You know, they when they played out, out that ludicrous yeah. last 10 minutes. I mean, it kind of got contrived yesterday, didn't it? Hungary and Portugal. I don't like to see it. I've got to be honest, I don't particularly like the format. I think that, that you know... Where, I mean, where are Northern Ireland, Wales, and Republic of Ireland in world standings and over over, over the course of history? How mm. does this stand? It's distorted, in my opinion. I mean, I do I do think that genuine, full out matches, which you need to win, you've got to win, and you and you can't afford to take your foot off the pedal, which we'll probably get onto England now. Mm. It's cost them. Um, as 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 kind of created a little bit of a, mm. an indifference. Well, let's, let's look at England then, Josh, mm. uh, because obviously, as we just touched upon, with a minute ago, it looked like we were going to get Portugal. A lot of people went, great, as you said, not a great defence, actually might suit the way that England are playing, um, but then we haven't beaten them in a major tournament since 1966. We've ended up with Iceland, who, again, on paper, we should beat, but you kind of already know how Iceland are going to set up against us. Can we break them down? Do we go back to the team that Roy originally put out in the first game, first two games? Or does he look at sort of, oh, I'm going to sort of, you know, mix it up again? I think he goes largely back to the team that we saw in that first game. I feel generally the press, and it was odd, odd feeling coming out of the stadium against um, Slovakia after the little draw. It was deeply frustrating. We, mm. we should have won the game. We had the better chances to win the game. But ultimately, we qualified, and yet yeah, all the fans around me seem to be, you know, slating Hodgson for the changes. And ahead of the game, I thought, well, the two, two fullbacks, mm. you know, you two, obviously, Tottenham fans, they rarely play. They wouldn't play three games in a week normally. Mm. Fair enough that he's changed them. I don't. I think Klein had a pretty good game. Yeah. Bertram wasn't particularly poor, so I can't really fault there. Um, you know, playing Vardy instead of Kane. You know, Deli Ali, Wilshire had a poor game. But I, 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 long what I'm trying to say is I wasn't that upset about the team. However, it didn't pay off, and therefore mm. I think he'll come back. I think Kane will come back. The two fullbacks will mm. will come back. Deli Ali returns. And therefore, we go back to where you were. And let's not forget, we played really well in that first game against Russia. Mm. And if we can reproduce anything like that sort of performance, we're not going to be that unlucky again in terms of conversion of the chances we managed to create. Mm. I'm sure, you know, several times in the next couple of days, we will hear again and again what the population of Iceland is and (laughs) how it could probably fit into, I don't know, Barnet or Brent or some of the bigger boroughs in London, never mind the whole of... Um, you know, one city. But, yes, I'm, I'm confident, of course, it's a better draw than playing against Portugal. Mm. Uh, for, you know, for my generation, we, we all remember, obviously, 2006 and then mm. also 2004, where we've exited against Portugal. And then, look, you get to a quarter-final, you hope against, yeah, sure, France. Whatever you get in the quarter-final of a big tournament, it's going to be a tough game. So, mm. we all thought it was going to be a route involving Spain. It hasn't, because Spain didn't win their group, but... There's too much doom and gloom. I thought we played very well against Russia. We dominated Slovakia. We weren't actually great against Wales the one game we mm. won. But I think we've done enough there to show, look, we'll beat Iceland and we've got a real chance against mm. France. Yeah. Rob, you, you played a lot of tournament. You've been in a lot, lot of tournament football. Do you think it's English advantage now that we've got the game? It's not the Saturday game. It's Monday. We've got a few more days to rest, to train. Do you think that, in tournament football, do you think that's really important? Well, I think the players will be itching to get out there as soon mm. as possible. I mean, you know, I, I think... Um, They've probably had enough rest. I mean, a few obviously didn't play and he'll be changing the team, so there'll mm. be a few that have been rested. I just hope that ultimately um, he, he lets them play with freedom. Uh, I mean, the bottom line is it's a young team. Mm. Let them go at this Iceland team. 
let's um, you know let's go let's go at them early, let's go at them quickly. Against Russia, he seemed like it, there was freedom for all the players to move and play where they wanted. We created a lot of chances. Mm. We created a lot of chances in every game. Mm. I think it's something like forty or fifty attempts on goal. And we got three goals. You can't blame a coach for that. A coach mm. is going to prepare you to go out and make chances. Mm. If the chances aren't taken, he can, he can maybe tinker with it, put on a couple more forwards, change it a little bit. But ultimately, chances are made. They've got to be taken. Mm. Now, God forbid we go out and we try and play a cagey game or try and keep it structured and try and keep it you know, um, cohesive. I, I'd much rather just see, like Slav and Bilic mentioned, they're like a young horse. Let them run. Mm. Let them go. Listen, if it doesn't work out, I still would rather that than us try and kind of maintain some kind of degree of, of safety net and mm. then all of a sudden we're running out of time and we didn't get a goal and we're looking at penalties or something like that. Let the team go. Let them attack. This team like to attack. Mm. Let them all run. Let them forwards, fullbacks get forward. In fact, what, one of the things I noticed against... Um, Russia it was when our two fullbacks pushed up wide. I felt that our two inside forwards could have also pushed on to the fullbacks and, and outnumbered and overloaded them. Mm. I just felt at times there would have been we could have created so much through those gaps inside and around the back. It just seemed to me like both Lalana and Deli Ali kind of held a little bit. I'd rather just see them go. Mm. Let's just go. Just just commit men forward. So far, I mean, I don't see Iceland being this enormously effective counter-attacking football team. I mean, they, you know, of mm. course, they're going to try and hit on the break. But, you know, holding Dyer back or someone, I mean, they're going to have five defenders plus our goalkeeper, six people back. I mean, it should be enough. Mm. You know, so I'd like to see England just go all out and, and try and win. Like well, let's look at the... Uh, let's, let, let's sort of briefly look at the other games. I and mean, we start um, now on Saturday afternoon, Synthetian. Probably one of the sort of, on paper, dullest games. Switzerland and Poland, Josh, could probably go either way, couldn't it? Poland are in their first knockout stage now of a, of a, mm. of a tournament. Yeah, I think Poland probably haven't lit up a tournament like mm. a lot of people thought. Lewandowski and Milik up front that were expected, I think, to get probably more goals than they've really got in the tournament. I, I'd put Poland as favourites there. I assume they are with the bookmakers. I, I haven't mm. checked. And uh, look, they're on the right side of the draw. So someone, you know, is going to make progress towards the semi-final. Yeah. And why, why not them? I think, you know, Poland probably feel fairly confident in that side of the draw. Mm. And the next game, Rob, which could have been us, actually. It could have been, uh, if we top the group, it could have been England versus Northern Ireland. But a real home international film on Saturday night in Paris, Wales view Northern Ireland. Wales, obvious favourites? Uh, I think there's such... I mean, the thing with these teams, as Ireland showed last night, Republic of Ireland... There's such amazing team spirits mm. here. I mean, this is what their campaigns are based on. Um, <laughs> you're going to get two massive team spirits fighting each other. I just think it probably will be settled by bit refereeing decisions. Or maybe like that. just that bit of quality. And Bale is yeah. like, scored three goals yeah, so far. Yeah, Bale's a massive factor. But, but uh, Northern Ireland will know a lot of the Welsh players and a lot of them will sort of play in the sort of lower leagues against each other. Correct, correct. Um, I don't know. That's, I, I'm hoping there'll be goals. There'll be, there'll be, that'll be end-to-end. Mm. I don't think either will lie down. Obviously, they'll play to the end. I see it as being very, very, very close and, and refereeing in may, may be the deciding factor. Mm. And we're in the next game, um, Josh, which is uh, also at the 9 o'clock kickoff in Lons, Croatia versus Portugal. Probably now you'd make Croatia slight favourites? Yeah, I think Croatia have been, been fantastic. I um, yeah, watched the entirety of their game against Spain the other day and you know yeah, there were a couple of changes on, on both teams but 
Croatia were, were good value for, for their victory and but for a sort of freakish 15 minutes against mm. the Czech Republic in the game before yeah. would have um, would have taken maximum points from the group so I, I've feeling fairly um, confident Portugal haven't haven't won a game at the tournament haven't played particularly well um, and obviously the winner of that game plays the winner of Switzerland uh, Poland so you know I'd suspect uh, my mind would be on a Croatia Poland uh, quarter final Wow incredible isn't it and then uh, the next game which is on uh, Sunday uh, three o'clock, host nation France against Republic Island, Rob. Obviously, France, big favourites, but then, you know, the, the sort of fear factor playing the home ground. Ireland got nothing to lose. Could you see an upset there? Um, well, I think you just said it, didn't you? I, I mean, they've got nothing to lose. Ugh. Pressure on France, early goal for France, and it's all over. You think so? If, it can go, yeah. if Ireland can keep, keep the, it the, nil, the nil. results of nil-nil for a, a long period, I think the crowd will get tense, France will get tense. The old cliches, but probably true mm-hmm. um, and then it, then all of a sudden you've got a game on your hands for the last half an hour um, one thing about the Irish again that you know the, I thought the quality of balls in on their uh, dif- um, from crosses and deep free kicks yesterday were, was very very good mm-hmm. so if Ireland can get into those situations of, you know deep free kicks getting crosses in putting pressure on Lloris putting, trying to turn their defenders around why not? They could, they could get, certainly get a goal. Mm. And then the next game on uh, Sunday at 6 o'clock in Lille, Germany versus Slovakia. Josh, Germany, see that as a relatively easy win? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was interesting. Not a single team won all three games of, of their group. And obviously yeah. Germany had that draw against Poland in what mm. was a, a, you know, one of the Terrible worst game. games of, of the <laughs> tournament, that nil-nil. Um, Slovakia, you know, Russia turned out to be a particularly poor team at the tournament, yeah. probably the most disappointing yeah, team alongside definitely. Ukraine. So all we've seen is a you know relatively impressive um, Slovakia win against Russia. But I, I wasn't overly impressed. I mean defensively I guess you would say, you know, well done in their game against England. Skirtle did do particularly well mm. uh, marshalling defence. I, I, in some ways I feel I don't know because you know I felt they were so constrained in trying to just get their point to yeah. to get through. I think it'll give Germany some troubles, but... Hamzik looks like a good player, Yeah, and it? as I say, you know, on the, on the other wing, they've got um, Vice, the old Man City mm. player, who also is, is looked very, very good, but you can't see them having quite enough to trouble sort of Germany, who, you know, in a knockout game like mm. that, needing to win. There's just too much class. Yeah, fair enough. And then the next game, Sunday night, they're to lose. I think this one's got goals. Hungary versus Belgium, Rob. <sighs> Belgium at the moment just seem to not be as cohesive as, as you'd like them to be. It's unbelievable. You look uh, at the players yeah. on paper and you go, wow, this team can go all but the way. But maybe that's <laughs> the problem. Maybe there's too many egos out on that field. Mm. Um, they look like they're trying to play for themselves rather than their team. Mm. I think there'll be too much quality with Belgium though in the end. And, yeah. and I, I, I sort of feel like they're going to click. And once they do, then someone's going to get hiding. Yeah. Fair enough. And then the next game on the Monday, 6 o'clock, which is a game that, Josh, you'll be at, I believe, is... Uh, Italy versus Spain. Yeah, I'm going to that one, which will take place, um, what, three or four hours before the England game. So mm. uh, I guess it's the, the tie of the round, isn't it, from a, from a neutral's point of view, the one that, that people have most interest in. It's hard to call because to it, call. It, Italy, you know, turned up and surprised everyone. That performance against Belgium always came from nowhere. Um, a, clean, a clean sheet followed by a 1-0 win over Sweden. So you had the old Italian stereotype of a brilliant defensive performance, not conceding. And I don't really know what we can learn from the Ireland game because mm. of, of all the changes. So if you, if you take them only on their sort of two performances based on the team that presumably will play against Spain, you have to say very tough to score against. Spain, you know, demolished Turkey, you know, 3-0, struggled in their opening game. And again, in, in a game that they, you know, 
you should have probably performed better in against Croatia and obviously they missed penalty. They, they disappointed. I don't think this is straightforward. I think this is probably heading for extra time. Yeah. So I think we're going to get value for money uh, at the game when we, <laughs> when we go on Monday night. Come out later and, than you expect. And for those, uh, those fans waiting around for the England game, we'll have half an hour more football to see. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked. I think Italy might sneak this um, and, and possibly it might go all the way to penalties. Mm. And then finally, Rob, uh, we've already touched on it. England versus Iceland. Winner will play the winner of the France, the Republic of Ireland game. So... You see that being England France quarter final? England will win comfortably on Monday night. Um, I think it'll be a good performance, and I think England will beat whoever they play in the quarter final. I think you they'll think beat so? France, and I think they'll beat Ireland. I think England are going to the semis. I don't know what's going to happen from oh. there. But it was interesting watching. <laughs> we, know, we know what normally happens from there. Well, I don't know. I just feel it. I, I, you know, I get a sense of it. I was watching the Hand of God thing last night. Yeah. Um, and that poor <laughs> first three games we played in Mexico, and I remember being at the Poland game. Um, I don't know. I just think we're going to play well. I, I think we're going to play well on, on Monday and I think we're going to take that momentum into the quarterfinals. I mean, if you look at actual performances, Josh, apart from goals and results, you could argue that sort of form-wise and, 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 and you know, chances-wise, England are actually one of the, most, um, the best kind of teams we've seen in the group stages. Yeah, I think there's an argument there. I I, I'm not sure there has been one outstanding mm. team yet. You've seen flashes probably from Croatia, obviously Spain played brilliant against Turkey, Italy in that first game against Belgium. There's not been one team that in all three games you've got well, brilliant, fair play, looks set to win the tournament. Um, everyone's had glimpses and we, there's no question England have glimpses which is why when there was so much negativity coming mm. out of the stadium the other day I felt really frustrated because look we, we got a bit lucky last night with the Iceland very late goal meaning that we, we play Iceland which you know, will be heavy favourites and you know I'm sort of with Rob I think we could go and beat France mm. and then you don't know um, but certainly the, the negativity that sort of come out is, I think, unjustified. We've ultimately, you know, got through. It's now the real tournament starts and, and we'll see exactly what we're made of. But I'm, I'm fairly confident. Like Rob, I think we're heading to the semis. That negativity helps a team in a tournament, though, I think. I think, you know, if you, if you look, listen to the players in the press conference and the Hudson, they're confident, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that little bit of criticism only makes them feel more... You know, well, there's big reports about Raheem Sterling getting quite upset with, with the sort of social media people sort of not being impressed with his performances. You, you sort of think, why are they allowed to even look at this stuff during a tournament? I <laughs> well, mean, it's you just... Could, you got to let them have a phone for, you know, a month, for a very, long time. All their pizzas, yeah. Um, for Sterling to be in touch. I think he, yeah, it would be hard-pressed to miss the negativity surrounding mm. him. He has been probably the, the sort of main disappointment mm. of the squad. It's incredible to think there is a £50 million player and then, you know, on the train going back to um, Lyon after the game in St. Etienne, every, everyone seems to be talking about where's Andros Townsend, which is <laughs> yeah. an extraordinary development for mm. a player not seemed worthy of Spurs' matchday squad. Mm. Well, well, barely nine months ago. We didn't lose a game in qualifying, did we? No. Mm. We and only we, won and, to win all ten. And we beat Germany away in a friendly. Mm. And we haven't lost here. Mm. So, we're, I mean, Hodgson yeah. needs to be given a bit of credit, I think. You know, yeah. And the Wales game, let's face it, at half-time, tricky situation. Yeah, he had, he had to go and he was really and he positive. did. He was very positive. And he's got, and enough, he's got enough bloody strikers on that bench. Yeah, yeah although on that, it was possibly the argument on, you know, on, on the Slovakia game. Would an Andy Carroll or a Peter Crouch have been a better option to come on when there is such a defence sitting so deep mm. that you were kind of resorting to trying to get it in the box. And, and maybe that was an argument. Maybe mm. would have taken maybe an Andy Carroll mm. instead of, I don't know, we haven't seen Ross Barkley in the tournament yet. No. Chase Milner's had five minutes where he dangled a leg mm. across that mm. ultimately led to that Russian goal. So maybe that was just a thought, mm. you know, a plan B striker. 
you know. Do you think um, Wilshire will start against Iceland? No. no, look, you know, I he love, didn't look match fit, did he? I don't I, think. I, I love Wilshire, fit. but it's, it seems to me watching him that he reverted almost back into a shell. Once he had a sort of poor opening 20 minutes, the, the passes got shorter and invariably backwards rather than trying to be sort of head up looking forwards, which is what he's known mm. for and presumably was taken for. Um, I wonder what Ross Barkley does think about not getting any minutes yet because he, mm. was, obviously, he was part of a 2014 World Cup squad as well and yet, yet not had a minute. Him and John Stones, I think, the mm. only two that haven't even appeared yet. So. Can, can I ask Josh a question? Of course you can. How do you feel as an Arsenal fan with Kane and Deli Ali flying around and the full backs. And no, the, yeah, yeah. I mean, if Kane, I mean, I remember. I know the answer to that. Is an England fan happy? But if one of them got injured, you, you know. <laughs> no, look, you got to, you got to give amazing credit. And and Pochettino did it at Southampton, and he brought young players through. He's put faith in. I mean, I, you know, many of my Tottenham mates used to slag off Danny Rose, mm. uh, knowing. That, but you know, you've seen the progression with him, and you have got to give credit to a manager when you see a player make that kind of leap forward. Mm. In a coach or a manager has got hold of him. But obviously that entire spine of that team that could come back is going to be five Tottenham players. And, you know, I'll be, I'll be cheering just as much as anyone if they can sort of bring, you know, bring home a few, few more victories. But I think we can all agree that Dyer has probably been the most impressive team so far in the England team. I mean, he's got it. That's a player that's really come on. And, well, Kyle Walker know, I thought was terrific. And Walker as well. Two games. A, a well is, is the whole emergence of players who, let's face it, have not been seen in the last few years coming now to the front is is that because um there's gen- they're genuinely talented players that have been missed or do you think that the the overall standard of the tournament and the, I, even the premier league last season I, I i think i mean it's an old argument now i think now because years ago you played in iceland or hungary you wouldn't know any of their players because so many now play you play them in the champions league the premier league and the europa league there's no real secrets anymore. There's no real secrets with teams. You just go, or oh, whatever. Probably Iceland out of all of them, the one team that no one really knew many of their players. So I just think players sort of know each other much more than each other's games. Yeah, absolutely. But even then, I mean, I, I remember being at the World Cup in, uh, in Brazil a couple of years ago and ended up in, incredibly bizarrely sat next to Gareth Southgate at Chile, Spain. Right. And obviously he was sent there on the basis that I think we could have played a team from that group had qualified from ours. Obviously, we went out and lost to Uruguay and then came even below Costa Rica by the end of it. But don't think that, obviously, Iceland was one of the teams we could, in theory, have ended up playing. So it's, I suspect they've done a d- degree of work, even though you know most people would have thought that wasn't a route that would have worked out mm. for us. So even with Iceland, I think you're exactly right. There's so much more availability of players are playing around Europe we've got a couple of them what Sigurdsson the old Spurs player mm. there's players that I, don't, I, I agree I think there's an element of um, everyone knows everyone these days and as you said earlier there's a way that we expect Iceland to come out and play which is the way they've played in their first few games at the tournament and you know, we'll see if their style remains effective if they can catch us on the break and win 1-0 they'll be delighted mm. well, there's always a shock isn't there Mike Oh no! I th- in I the think, last sixteen, yeah. there's going to be a shock somewhere. Yeah, just hope it's not in the, in the England, <laughs> in England Iceland game. Make it be one of the other ones. Make it the France Ireland game. That's why I want to see the shock. Mm. You know. But anyway, look, gentlemen, it's uh, been lovely to have you both on. Thank you so much, Josh. Thanks, Rob. Uh, we're back again next Tuesday when we'll be looking back at all these games and discussing the quarterfinal with Mark Webster and I guess Dan Riley from United Redcast and the author Paolo Hewitt will be joining us as well. So thanks for downloading us, and we'll see you again next week. This is the Playback Media production served to you by Why Not Think People. For all links to the show, go to thewhistleblowers.net.
Sports Social Podcast Network.